welcome back to another episode of the series mindset is everything in this episode we're going to discuss fixed mindset versus growth mindset and how it pertains to relationships so today i decided to call someone up to help me out with this episode uh we have conversations like this all the time you know and i just thought it would be so fitting so my good friend ray also known as the raven simone thank you so much for being a part of today's episode thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here and mm-hmm. get into this i don't yeah. know I, I think i have kind of like an idea of what a growth mindset is and what a fixed mindset is but i'm interested yeah. in the explanation and then diving deep into this topic so Thank you so much for having me, girl. Yeah, thank you for coming, girl. Yeah, we're going to dive into fixed mindset versus growth mindset. I think we both will have some really good things to say on that topic. But before we get started, I want you to let everyone know your social media handles and what you got going on. First of all, my girl has a YouTube channel, y'all. So (laughs) I need you to shout all that out and let them know what's going on with that. Of course, of course. Again, just thank you so much for having me, T. You can follow me on all social medias at the Raven Simone. That's the okay, w- okay, the <laughs> Raven Simone with two E's. Um, go subscribe to my channel. It's all about lifestyle, beauty, weight loss, everything like that. Go follow my weight loss page at Watch Me Fitness Twenty Twenty. Yes, Watch Me Fitness. <laughs> so, and so is the YouTube channel. What's the name of that? Is that the Raven Simone as well? Yep. Yep, everything, okay. all social media at D Raven Simone. Yeah, y'all. So check her out. Really good stuff on there. I promise you, you won't regret it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so we have fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And I kind of wrote some things down just so we can know the difference between the two. And then we'll dive a little bit deeper into it. So with fixed mindset, fixed mindset is basically when you have a person who, when frustrated, they give up easily. You know, mm-hmm. they say, I'm either good at this or I'm not good at all. Like, there's no in between. It's either I'm good at it or I'm not good at it. They don't like to be challenged and their abilities are unchanging. Um, and failure to them is the limit of their abilities. So, and it's crazy because we were just talking about failure in the last episode so failure to them is like there's no in between they don't look at failure as a learning experience it's just it's Mm -hmm. negative to them you know and they stick to that and on the other spectrum of that we have growth mindset and with growth mindset challenges help them grow they like to try new things feedback is always constructive to them so it's never like you're trying to get on them, but they take it as constru- constructive criticism in a way or just constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. And then you have failure to them is always a learning experience and it's an opportunity for them to grow. So that's basically the difference between fixed mindset and growth mindset. And I want to take that and I want to talk about times where we feel like we've had fixed mindset in relationships. Now, remember, that can be friendships relationships with your family members or just relationship with like your loved ones and then how you were able to change that into growth mindset or if you haven't been able to how you would like to change it into growth mindset i just want to say like i don't think that i can recall a time where i've ever had a fixed mindset i think Mm. like just my personality and just me being a, a 
an empath and empath, I can always empathize and just sympathize with other people and I can be understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think I ever really had a fixed mindset. I think that there have been times where things have happened in my past and it's almost given me a fixed mindset now to the point where like, for example, if someone cheats on me, Mm -hmm. that's it for me. There's no gray area where we can work it out there's no you know let's earn the trust again yeah it's either you're with me or you're not okay we're done so I think that's a little bit of how I may have a fixed mindset but typical things even with my mother even with my sisters like I don't typically have that type of mindset okay well one for me would be doing things for others and expecting them to do the same thing for me like that mindset was fixed and I would be like oh Mm -hmm. if they didn't do it it would let me know a lot about our relationship our friendship whatever have you I would always look at it as if you weren't returning the love to me then there is no love and my mind was fixed on that you couldn't you couldn't tell me that maybe they maybe they this or maybe they that I'll be like no you know like they Mm should why didn't they do it why didn't they show the same amount of love that I showed up so my mindset was fixed in that way but I feel like I have over over the time changed it to growth mindset because I started really doing a lot of things more out of love you know and basically giving out of love and understanding if I'm gonna do something for someone it's gonna come from a place of love and not expecting anything in return so I definitely get where you're coming from with the like with the deal breaker. Yeah, cheating. That's like That's deal, like <laughs> deal breaker think, not happening. Like if you do it, yeah. it's a done daughter. It's a done daughter. It's a wrap. And yeah. I think like to even just try to fit it into that fixed and growth mindset theory is just like so before I can I can really almost say that I went on this specific topic of cheating, it went from growth mindset because I, I'm always understanding. I'm always willing to empathize with you and, and you know, just see things from your point of view. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, as you watch your parents, as you watch people around you go through things, you kind of decide what you are not going to deal with. And mm-hmm. so I think now that I'm in this stage of my life, for that specific topic, it's now a fixed mindset. Either you're with me or you're not. You cheat, we're done. There's no gray area. There's no understanding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. mine kind of flipped in a way. And that's just for that sense, though. But you know what? That's good because I feel like that actually shows that not all fixed mindset is negative. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You you switched it around. So you can have you can still have a growth mindset, but your fixed mindset doesn't have to be negative. It can be something that you don't tolerate because while growing mm-hmm. up or in like earlier in life or something like that, or because of your experience, you've seen something that you don't like. And now your mind is set to not accepting that from others. Yep. So yep. yeah, that's a, that's a good, a good way to look at it, right? I didn't even think yeah. about it that way. Yeah. I like that. All right. So we just talked about fixed mindset versus growth mindset from two point of views. You showed us how fixed mindset is not always a negative thing. It can be positive. It's what you don't tolerate. And that showed us how you can actually have fixed mindset, but it can change the growth mindset over time. What do you think is something that you could have changed your mindset on when it comes to relationships from the past, from now, in the future? Like, what are just some things that you've experienced that has allowed you to change your mindset when it comes to relationships? Being open to all possibilities and, and new things that my spouse may have or my significant other may have or may bring into the relationship because I think we grow up um, or we just develop this this picture perfect 
life that we're going to have in the picture perfect person we're going to be with and how you know what this person is going to bring what I'm going to bring how they're going to be and I think we have to be open to you know my my significant other may be of a different race he may be of a different religion he may have had a different way of growing up Mm mm-hmm they expect, you know, they may not celebrate holidays, even though holidays are something big in my, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's just different things that he may bring to the relationship. And I think I have to be more open to accepting that and not think that because he doesn't have X, Y, and Z, oh, we're not equally yoked. Right. You know, we are. Our spirit is in the same place. We're both aligned with our source right. and who we believe in. We just do it in two different ways and we bring two different perspectives. And so I think I have to be open to, to new possibilities in that way. Yeah, if anything, that's actually so cool to me that you can be with someone who you guys come from two different sides of the world, you know? Yeah. Like, because now you can come together and you have a lot to talk about. You have a lot to learn from each other. It's so much fun that way as well. Because it's like you never know. Like, you know me. I'm very spontaneous. I'm mm-hmm. very go with the moment. If it feels right in the moment, I'll do it. Yeah. Won't ask no questions. And and I may meet somebody who can be, who has more stability. Yeah. Who can provide more continuity in my life. Yep, yep. But I think having those two different ends of the spectrum ultimately creates a balance for our relationship yeah a great balance that's crazy that's a good one i like that one i've always tried to look at things as being the problem solver i always want to fix someone's problem um so i used to get into get into relationships with people now these is all kind of relationships and i used to gravitate to people who had things going on in their life where they needed some where i felt like they might have needed someone to fix it And I will always want to be the fixer and the problem solver. But I think one thing that I had to learn along the way was that you can't really help someone who doesn't want to be helped or doesn't want to change. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to be stuck in the moment of trying to help that person. It's not going to lead you anywhere but to frustration. So they actually need to want to help themselves a lot more than you want to help them change. Mm -hmm. They have to want to change first before you can change them. And so... I had to learn that. Like, I I don't know why I always used to gravitate to people who had stuff going on. I always wanted to be the problem solver, you know, but I really had to get out of that and just say like, man, they're going to have to figure it out on their own. They're going to have to come to the point where they're like, enough is enough and I'm ready to change within myself, you know? And I think a lot of women have that mentality Mm -hmm. and I think it's just innate, like, especially if you have younger siblings, because I'm, I'm just a believer in that, of course, the things that we go through in life yeah. shape who we are, shape shape how we interact with others. Especially if you have younger siblings, your, your just natural thing is to take care of somebody else or to try to fix the problem and make sure they're okay. And I think it can trans- translate into your relationship and how you interact with, you know, your significant other. Yeah. And I think a lot of women captive they feel like it's our responsibility to to fix the man to change the man and it's not that you know that's his mom's job that's his job yeah i think maybe it comes with like that motherly nature that women just already have you know you don't have to physically have a child yet to have that in you you know so i think that is definitely something that women have that that's where it shows you know yeah All right, so while we're on the topic of relationships, I just want to ask you a question. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had something on my mind that I don't really know how to decipher it. It's just a question Mm -hmm. that I want to pose because I want to get your opinion on it, right? 
So say that you're in a relationship where you guys are already intimate with each other, but then you have like this life-changing experience where you now want to practice being abstinent, right? How are you supposed to ask your partner that you're with to practice that with you? How are you supposed to do that when you guys didn't start the relationship off being like that? Right. Um, I think it's that's definitely an interesting question. Yeah. And I think it's it's definitely something that can be difficult for the person, whether it's the man or the woman who has had this life changing experience. Right, because it can be both. Yeah, and want to to practice abstinence. Mm -hmm. I think what you have to do is have a serious conversation with that person and be direct in your conversation and say exactly what it is that you want to say. Yeah. Um and I think you, you're going to know that person better than anybody else. So you're going to know how you should approach it, how you should, you know, what wording you should use, what verbiage it should be. But I think the basis of it is just sitting down and having a clear, direct conversation about what it is that you want to do, why mm-hmm. it's important to you, yeah, what led you to this decision, and then why it's important for you, for your, your partner to be on board with you. Yeah. Because I don't know, I started yeah. thinking like, if I was to tell tell my partner this as well, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, we're, we already we already did that. We're right. already intimate. Right. Now you're telling me that you want to wait until marriage to do this when we've already been doing yeah. this. So what, I think they would feel like, so what is the difference with me waiting until marriage? But that goes in hand to what you was just saying. You would really have to explain to them why it is that you want to do that because there has to yep. be a deeper underlining meaning to why it is that you want to actually now wait until marriage. Yeah. The beautiful thing about it is that no matter what you believe in, but I know the source that we believe in, it's yeah. just, you know, at any given time you can turn around and you can repent and you yeah. can start over and you can be born new again. Yeah. You know what I'm yes, saying? And the sins from yesterday won't matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can, as long as you continue to move forward along the right path. Yeah, And I think just explaining that in the best way that you can, but clearly and directly to the person, because you have to know that they're going to have questions. What's the difference? We've already done it. Why wait till we get married? Now you're putting pressure on me to get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're going to have to explain it to them. But I think you should really focus on why this is important to you to even do this. And then why it's important for your partner to be on board with you is something that that I would say will bring you and your spouse closer together because now you really get to see what our relationship is based on, what our relationship is. It's a good test. It's a good test. It really shows, okay, do you guys have that growth mindset like you say you do? Because if that's the case, you have to be open, you know, and challenges help them grow. So you have to be able to want to see, okay, how are we going to be able to work this out? Like, I'm here with you. And I even think that even if you're in a situation where, let's say the person don't want to, they don't want to do this. And they're like, yeah, no, I can't do this. Or you made me believe that this is how we were going to be. And now that you want to change this up, I can't change it up because... Let's just say maybe they're still stuck on fixed mindset. It shows you who you might really need to be with, you know? Yep. I do believe that we change as people every five years. And Mm -hmm. if someone is not willing to change with you or they're on the same level of changing with you, then sometimes they just have to go, you know? You just have to wait until you find that person who the love that they have for you is is so big that they're willing to keep changing with you. They're willing to go to new places with you and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so when is the right time to drop something so detrimental on a person? 
Mm. When is the right time to, let's say, even if we still want to use the abstinence example, mm-hmm. when is the right time for me to say, I want to practice abstinence. I don't want to have sex until we're married. Yeah. You know, and I, I, let me just set the stage for you. Y'all are, y'all are together. Y'all in a relationship. Y'all haven't had intercourse yet, but y'all have definitely, okay. um, you know, kissed and everything. Y'all have been on dates and all of that. You didn't okay. on the first date. Here you are, 10, 15 dates in, you know, y'all kind of the only two people that each other's talking to. Yeah. When is the right time? Should you have said that at the beginning or is it something that you feel like you should wait? Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is how I feel. I think this situation is a little bit different just because we haven't had sex yet in this, in this scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. It's like, I never personally said that we were going to have sex. So you shouldn't expect it. But I do understand that people body language could give off certain intentions or certain vibes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If you're 10, 15 dates in, I definitely think that that's something that should have been said at the beginning. I think you should just give people the option to yeah. decide whether or not they want to be a part of something like that. It is... It is a big thing for some people. Some people, they just can't handle all that like that. Yeah. I think it's better off to say it in the earlier part of the dates. You know, maybe... Because mm-hmm. you don't want to say it too early. You know, you don't <laughs> want to say it too, too... You know, because it's like, do you say it on the first... Do you want to say that on the That's first date? Okay, so like, listen to this. So, have you seen Love is Blind? Yeah, I have. Okay, so do you think that the guy who I guess is bisexual or had intercourse with men. Oh, yeah, um, him. Okay, okay. Do you okay. think that it was important for him to say that on the first date? Or do you think he should have waited until he was comfortable and she earned his trust before he told her something like that? See, I don't think he should have said it on the first date. But remember in Love is Blind, they got engaged after a couple of dates if they wanted to be with that person. I definitely right. feel like before he before he proposed to her, he should have let her know. Because at that point, they were like, what, three, four dates in or something like that? I think yeah. that would have been a better time to tell her opposed to when they are already engaged because even her reaction was like oh wow like you know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to sit on this a little bit see you know think about it some and he was he was really (laughs) mad at her response so that's how you know like he still i felt like he's still battling some things with that on the inside because how can you be mad at her response when she didn't even it's not like she said i'm leaving you today or you're disgusting or she didn't say anything like that all she said was okay i need some time but he just got so riled up and so mad i just feel like he should have said that maybe the day before he decided okay i really want to be with this girl i want to propose to her because now you're at a point where you no longer want to date this woman you now want to marry her So I feel like it's important to lay everything out on the table. You know, if you've been with someone before, let let it be known. So just going back to the question of when is when it is a good time to let the person know, I think like the third day is a good time, you know, because first day you trying to fill each other out. You trying to say, okay, let me get to know you. Let, Let me see just on plain surface, like do I like you? Am I, am I feeling your vibe? You know, second day. Okay. Um, tell me some more about yourself. Like, what are you, what are your interests? Stuff like that. What are your hobbies? What you like? Blah, blah, blah. Third day is okay. 
Um, let me just let you know. Hey, <laughs> I'm abstinent. <laughs> I'm abstinent. Um, I do. <laughs> I do plan on waiting until marriage to have sex. Um, yeah, I just think that's a good time to do it. Between, I say between the third to fifth date is a good time yeah. to do it. Don't yeah. wait until you're like ten dates in or twelve dates in. Because think about it like this, right? If you're not going on a date with that person every single day, 10 dates out could probably be, could probably consist of like a month, you know? Now you've just spent time with this person for a whole month without telling them something very important about yourself and about your life. And now when you get to that 10th date, if they say they, they can't really work with that, it's like, dude, you just went a whole month trying to get to know this person when you probably could have canceled that out in the you beginning. you can't work with that? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? You can't work with this? Yep. So I think it's just better off to say it between that third or fifth date. You know, yeah, and the fifth, the fifth is kind of pushing it. Just a little bit. I'm definitely bit. gonna say the third though. Third yeah. and fourth date. Yeah. Let me know if you got any um things that could be a deal breaker. If yeah. You're dealing with something that could be a yeah. deal breaker. That's yeah. what that date is about. It's about yeah. deal breakers, date, being deal transparent, break. putting everything out on yeah. the table. Like let's just yeah. let's just fill each other in here. You know. Yeah. Hey, do you want to get married? Yeah, I want to get married. Yeah, like, you know, let's start. I like that the first date is we're just filling each other out. Yeah. The second date, let's get to know each other. What are, what are our more. interests? You know, what makes what makes yeah. you smile? What makes you feel good on the inside? Yeah. You know? And then third date, okay, hey, like, I I do want to have kids one day. Or no, I'm, I'm not really a fan of kids. But, you know, yeah. if I'm in love with my wife and if I find somebody who I love so much and they want to have kids, then sure, I'm going to make it work for them. I definitely think that's a good way to set it up. That was a good question, right? <laughs> and even the love is blind connection, because I did see that episode and I've I've spoke to people who have had different opinions about it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I definitely feel like it was important for him to let her know. But you know what, though? Just watching that, and I feel like I'm going a little bit off track right now, but just because we're on the topic of love is blind, I did want to know this as well. So if you're a woman now and you've been with another woman, because, you know, guys look at that as like, oh, yeah, she a freak. If she, you know, yeah. if she like that, she a freak. If you're a woman and you've been with another woman, is it as is it just as important for you to tell your spouse as well? I think it's important that you let your person know all there is to know mm-hmm. about you so that if somebody else has something to say your spouse is not caught off guard your partner is not caught off guard they already know this about right you. so you don't want to put them in a position where they can end up being in a room with this woman that you've been with before and they don't even know or like someone mm. is having a conversation and they're talking and something comes up and now they're looking at you like you never told you me that. that yeah so it's like mm. it's just as important but i don't think it'll it, it won't get the same reaction i think it will get if a man to and it's not right it's not right of course yeah um but i think if we're going to be realistic it's not going to get the same reaction yeah i feel that i agree i agree so i think we touched on a lot of good stuff today you know um yeah all in all, I think it just shows us the difference between having a fixed mindset versus growth mindset and that not all fixed mindset is negative. 
you know, you do have fixed mindsets that's positive. And just to show that you can always transform from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So we just really had some really, really good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today, Ray. Thank you so much. It was so good to be here. I feel like we touched on a lot of stuff, like you said, and mm-hmm. I hope that this helps somebody. Anyway. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. And then even if you guys have opinions about any of the stuff that we were talking about, please let me know. Like, you can DM me or whatever. We can talk some more about it. Um, I love hearing other people's point of views as well. Because even when Ray started talking about her point of view for the fixed mindset versus growth mindset, I never heard that before. So that was a good one. That was a good one. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to come back again for episode three, which is going to be a really, really good one. I think my brother is going to be a special guest on that one. And we have a lot of great things to talk about. Yeah, so I'm going to leave you guys right here. And just remember that mindset is everything. And then you can always change your mindset if you're willing to.